Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. 
Praise God. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. How many is glad to be in church? Amen. How many is glad to be able to come to the house of the Lord to worship Him? And I am thankful that I'm able to worship Him in spirit and in truth. How about you? Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise for knowing the truth today? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So good to see everyone that is here. Lord bless you. You may be seated. And uh, so glad to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. And to all of our guests that are here, we are honored that you've come to be with us. And uh, we know that there is a lot of places that you could be today. A lot of different things that you could be doing. But we are so glad that you've chose to spend this Sunday morning in the house of God here at First Pentecostal Church. Why don't all the home folks give our guest a hand this morning? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Thankful for the blessings of the Lord. Amen. I'm so thankful uh, for every opportunity that I have to come and to worship and to praise and to magnify a great God. He is great. And uh, he is greatly to be praised, and that's what we're here for today, is to praise him. And uh, I think I am uh, enjoying some first in my life. Um, I cannot recall uh, my birthday ever falling on Easter Sunday, and uh, so that is a first. And uh, I can't even recall if I've ever even preached on my birthday, so... Uh, of course, it's been quite a few years, so probably I have, uh, but I can't remember, so it must have been real impressive, and uh, so I have forgotten about that, but uh, it is good to be here, and I can't think of a better place to be than in the house of God, and I can't think of anything better to be doing than preaching the Word of God, amen, and uh, so it is an honor to be here today. And uh, you look so nice in all of your new clothes and look like a bunch of little colored Easter eggs out there this morning, all them bright colors. And uh, so <laughs> uh, the rabbit was busy this week. And <laughs> I've never figured that out. I've studied that for quite some time and can't figure it out yet how a rabbit comes up with those colored eggs. Uh, my brother, I was talking to him last night and he told me, he said, you could have saved all your money on buying those colored eggs. I've got some chickens that lays them all different colors. And uh, my father-in-law even has one that lays one kind of a bluish-green color. And uh, <clears throat> But if I ever find any of those rabbits that's able to do that, we're going to be in business. But it is good to be here. A lot of people get um, uh, they get different ideas and philosophies and and uh, different opinions of what today is all about. And, uh, but we, we are here today to know, we know what today is all about. And uh, we are serving a risen Savior yeah. that went to the cross on Calvary's hill that shed His blood for the remission of our sins. But it did not end there. If it would have ended, we'd be just like the rest of the religious uh, people today that has different forms of gods, but he resurrected from the dead, and for that I am grateful today. If you have your Bibles, if you want to turn with me to First Peter chapter number 2, and verse number 3 and 5, and uh, along with Brother Duplissy, we do welcome everyone here today, and uh, we are so excited about you being here. I uh, I uh, will refrain from uh, trying to name names due to I will forget. And uh, I don't want to leave anybody out, but each and every one of you, we are extremely happy about you being here. Brother Ashton will be here for, with us tonight, all the way from Kenya. And uh, so he's traveled a long way to be here, so be here for service tonight. And uh, I have heard many great things about this man and uh, come expecting and believe in the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. I hear that he is a tremendous preacher, and so we are looking forward to God doing something for us uh, tonight. And uh, so let's take the remainder of the time that we have together today and look into the Word of God. First Peter chapter 2, verse number 3. I would like uh, 
Sister Edie, Sister Shirley, and Sister Jessica to be ready to sing uh, when I get through preaching at the closing of my message this morning. The scripture says, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a lively stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and precious. Ye also as lively stones, ye also as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. The scripture says in verse number 4, to whom coming as unto a lively stone. And then verse number 5, it says, ye also, together, meaning that ye also, with Christ, are lively stones. And you are for a purpose, for a reason. Everybody look at your neighbor. Oh boy, that's tough. Everybody look at your neighbor. Say, you were born for a reason. To offer up sacrifices acceptable to Jesus Christ. The reason you were born is to offer up sacrifices, a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. The rest of you may be seated. I want to uh, preach to you from this subject this morning, and uh, I think it is very important that we know this, not only the death and the burial of Jesus Christ, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to preach from this subject this morning, why seek ye the living among the dead? Why seek ye the living among the dead? When we look into the Word of God, we find the very great occasion of the crucifixion. The Gospels give us the the, uh, description of what was happening. We find that Jesus was betrayed by Judas, one that he had picked for himself to follow him. Somewhere in Judas' life of following Christ... He got his eyes off of Jesus and on to the things of this world. We find that Judas betrayed him with a kiss in the Garden of Gethsemane. Then we find that Pilate brought Jesus before the people. And Pilate answered and said unto them again, What will ye then that I shall do unto him? whom ye call king of the Jews. He asked them the question. All the people that were gathered there together that day, they cried out in unison as one. And they cried out again, crucify him. We find that that time after the beatings, after uh, the scorn from the Roman soldiers, they led him up to Calvary's hill. Very gruesome uh, story is revealed. The blood, the agony, the pain, the grief, the sorrow, not only of the physical pain that was there, but also the pain of rejection. How many has ever suffered pain of rejection? Amen. Amen. All of us have suffered that uh, in our lives. In uh, grade school and in in uh, growing up, uh, you've always had somebody that you fell in love with that was just a little out of your reach and out of your league. And uh, you have made the pass and trying to come on to them only to be rejected. And so everyone has suffered some type of rejection in their life. And we know uh, the grief and the agony that comes along with that. But the agony of watching those who he healed, those who 
uh, he cleansed from leprosy, those who he had preached to, those who he had fed uh, at different times. One place the scripture talks about feeding 5,000, another place it talks about feeding 7,000 and besides women and children. Those who had, he had taken time with and said, I would like to gather you together as a hen would gather her chicks together, but you have, you have not realized or understood the time of your visitation. So rejection, the agony, the pain, and then the critical time of his death where he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they have done. Then he cries out to God, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then we find that he, he, he had to use a borrowed tomb. Someone came to them. Brother Duplessis already made mention and then they tried to make it sure. Pilate gave the request to make it sure as you can. It helps me to understand that Pilate in his, his contact with Jesus, he must have found something that was different about this man. Something that was real and supernatural about this man called Jesus. We find that, that the, the third day, now I don't understand how they have uh, their days picked out here of how this was all supposed to transpire. But three days and three nights that he was dead. And then he resurrected again. On the third day we find that in Luke chapter 24, in verse number 5, when they came to the tomb to find him and uh, to take care of the business that was there before them, they heard one that said, and they were afraid when they seen this one standing there. They bowed down their faces to the earth, and they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? That's a very important statement today that I want to try to get across to you in your mind and in your spirit. Why seek ye the living among the dead. From that time on, the resurrected Savior Jesus Christ began to show himself to his disciples. One place we find that tells them, said, go tell. They told him, the angel told them, said, go tell his disciples and Peter that I am not dead. Now the prophecy we find that was prophesied in, in the biblical prophecy uh, we find that it was told them that this was going to happen. We find in the New Testament Jesus preaching and telling them in different places that I'm going to be offered up. I'm going to die. But on the third day I'm going to rise again. He said in one place that if you destroy this temple, yet in three days I will raise it up. They did not understand exactly what he was talking about, for they thought that he was talking about the temple that Herod built, but he was talking about this physical temple, his bodily temple, that you put it in the earth, but you can't keep it down, and you can't put it out. It amazes me how the devil uh, came against him, and the greatest victory that the devil he had was the greatest victory to salvation to a lost and a dying world without hope. The blood of Jesus Christ was shed. We find in Acts chapter 1, the scripture says, and he tells us, the former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. I believe uh, uh, great recordings here of the book of Acts and what was going on in the New Testament church. He said, until the day in which he was taken up, after that through the Holy Ghost he had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive. Now I read the previous scriptures to get to verse number 3. He 
said, to whom also he showed himself alive. After the passion by the infallible proofs being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Over and over for some forty days he began to show himself to his disciples, to his followers, time in and time out, that he would just appear in the midst of them. We find where two of his followers were on their way to, I believe it was to Demas, and as they walked by the way, one joined them. They did not understand or know who he was until he was gone. And then the recording of the act said, Did not our hearts burn within us as we spoke with him on our way? His disciples are standing in a place together in a room and they are down and out and distraught over the loss of Jesus. And all of a sudden in their gloom and in their doom and in their despair, Jesus appears in their midst showing himself that he is no longer in a borrowed tomb but he is alive. Now when we go back to the gospels we can see things that was promised by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ before Calvary. He said unto them in John chapter 1 and verse number 3, he says, or, or, or excuse me, John chapter 14 verses 1 through 3, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Amen. The scripture tells us that he is speaking to them about leaving them. But he said, I'm not going to leave you for long. But I will come back. But I am going for a purpose. And I am going for a reason. I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am all of you may be also. Are you thankful for the place that Jesus has been preparing? Amen. When I think about the splendor of this world and when I think about the glory of the things that God has created, I think about the mountains, the beautiful rocky mountains, the beautiful smoky mountains. Amen. The beautiful gulf, the Pacific Ocean, all of the things that are pretty that God has created in a very short time. How glorious and how magnificent is heaven going to be that he's been working on it for over 2,000 years getting a place just right for you and I getting a place where we can enjoy and spend eternity forever with the Lord hallelujah John chapter 14 Amen. When you read John chapter 14, you will find that it's full of promises from our Savior. John chapter 14 and verse number 18. He said, I'm going to leave you, but I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. Verse number 19 says, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me not. They're not going to see me anymore. He is speaking to them about his death and resurrection and ascension up in the glory. But he said, Ye see me because I live. Because I live, ye shall live also he said the world's not going to understand the world is not going to know what's happening but you know and you're going to understand because i live i'm going to make you live also amen and because he lives we have the opportunity to 
come to the house of God today and worship a living and a resurrected Savior. Acts chapter 1 verses 4 through 5 said, And being assembled together with them, he had commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. Remember, I've told you about this back there in John chapter 14. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy not many days hence. Amen. The scripture is telling us that there is something that is about to happen. I want to tell you today, we're not serving some dead God. We're not serving a God that is an idol made with man's hands. Amen. But we're serving a living God. We're serving a resurrected Savior. We're serving a Savior that has come back and He lives forevermore in the hearts of men. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Some people think that we're serving a dead, dry, dull, and boring God. Amen. But I come to serve notice to you today that we're not serving a dead, dry, dull, boring God. We're serving a God that is alive. Amen. We find, I don't know where people get the idea that God is alive, but we're supposed to have dead church. Amen. The church has been made fun of. Pentecostals has been made fun of years and years and years ever since the church was born on the day of Pentecost because we're not dead stones but we're lively stones there is something that happens on the inside of the souls of men and women that when it happens you can't hold your peace and you can't be still because it's something alive on the inside of our souls Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The followers of Christ, 120 gathered in the upper room, what we know as the upper room. And they were waiting, not knowing what they were waiting on, not knowing what they were tearing for, not knowing exactly what was going to happen. I'm sure that some come in and got discouraged and left before it happened. Amen. I'm sure that some mocked outside while they were tearing on the inside. Somewhere between seven and ten days, the followers of Christ waited for the promise. He said he promised and he told us not to leave here until we be endued with power from upon high. Amen. Then we find in Acts chapter 2, the scripture said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Can I submit to you today that since that day, since that hour, since that outpouring, the church of the living God is never meant to be a dead, dry, dull, boring place. Amen. We come today not seeking the living among the dead, but we come into the house of God, which is a lively place. We come into the house of God, which is a spirit-filled place. We come into the house of God to lift our hands, to lift our voice, to stand to our feet and shout to the very top of our lungs that he is alive.
Lord and he is alive forevermore. Give God some praise in his house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. People walk into our services. And people come in and say, My Lord, what's wrong with those folks? Amen. I, I don't know. I, I've been raised in this all my life. And uh, so, so I grew up in church. I, I guess one of the first places I ever went on this side of eternity is to the house of God. And so, it's all I know. All I know is shouting, running, screaming, hollering in church and, and having a good time when you go to the house of God. Hey, but, but I can only imagine somebody that's never been to an apostolic Pentecostal Holy Ghost field church. When you walk in the first time and you see people take off running and, and you see the preacher get red in the face and scream and spit and holler and shout and everybody jump up and down and I imagine it's a mind blowing experience but I want to tell you if you ever feel like we feel if you ever experience a living savior coming to enjoy his stay on the inside of your soul that's what the Holy Ghost is that's what happened on the day of Pentecost the church should be alive the church should be alive the church should be alive place because it's a lively God that we come to worship hallelujah hallelujah people heard it's amazing when something starts happening on the inside people hear about it on the outside now y'all haven't seen it yet but let me tell you if, if they open these side doors and somebody gets on that side, and somebody gets on that side, and they start running around, don't think anything strange. That's normal. Because sometimes something just happens on the inside that you can't keep from going on the outside. It worries me when people say, I'm a Christian, I've come in contact with a living God, but he did nothing to change my life. Amen. I want to tell you what God did for me. God, when he came into my life, he changed my desires. Oh, he changed where I wanted to go. He changed what I looked like. He changed what I liked. He changed the things that I wanted to do. Why? Because it's a living God. If you experience God and he did not do anything for you, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. Oh, he's able to change you. Oh, he's able to make you new. Oh, he's able to wash your sins away. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's a living Savior. The noise began to happen on the outside. And so some came from the outside to see what was going on on the inside. And when they got in there, this was their reply. And this is what the church still should be living up to today. Others mocking. In verse number 13, Acts chapter 2. Others mocking. These men are full of new wine. Bunch of drunks in there having a party. Oh, you're supposed to be quiet. Our children's not even quiet in church. You're supposed to come to the house of God. The deal is we should be so loud that we don't even notice them. When you come to the house of God, you sit there all proper, prime, and you just sit there in form without emotions are motions. Oh, haven't we come to worship God? Be quiet. Be calm. Don't make a public outburst in our services. 
that wouldn't happen in the first church. Amen. What's going on with those people? Bunch of drunks, bunch of alcoholics, bunch of party goers, just having a good time. But the apostle Peter stood up and he said, men and brethren, these men are not drunk as ye suppose. But this is that. Can I tell you what was prophesied in the book of Joel? It's coming to pass right now. You're experiencing it. Amen. We're not crazy. Hallelujah! 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 We're not crazy. And don't look at us like we've lost our mind. Amen. These people in here is able to function just like normal people is able to function. But this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel saying in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit. Amen. I'm going to pour out something that's alive. I'm going to pour out something that is real. I'm going to pour out something that is genuine upon all flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 33, or 32, says, I am the God of Abraham and the God of of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God, now I'm still reading here. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. I submit to you today, if you're looking for a live God, why go to a dead church? for a resurrected Savior why go to the cemetery if you're looking for something that is real why go to the beggarly elements of this world and the idols of this world I want to present to you today a live church full of a live God amen this is a place where you can have your needs met this is a place where when you're sick you can find healing for your body this is a place when you are addicted to alcohol you can find deliverance from your addiction this is a house that you can come when you're in trouble and you can find help. This is a place that you can come when you're addicted to drugs and you can find deliverance. It's in a live church. It's in a real church. It's in an apostolic church. And we're serving a live God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, I don't, I don't know why People tried to discredit the Holy Ghost and say that the Holy Ghost, oh, it was good in the book of Acts, but it's not for us today. They asked Peter on the day of Pentecost, said, what shall we do? He said in verse number 38 of chapter number 2, the book of Acts, he said, repent, be baptized every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's a three-part uh, uh, situation that must be applied to our life. First, repentance. Then water baptism applied in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The death is when you repent. The burial, when you go down in Jesus' name. The resurrection is when you are filled with the Spirit of God. And when you are filled with the Spirit of God, what was dead and what was buried has now resurrected into a new creature 
in Christ Jesus. You are no longer buried. You are no longer dead. But you are resurrected to live a life holy and pleasing to God. You once were dead. But now you are alive. You once were a sinner. But now you've been blood bought. Blood washed. Amen. Resurrected to live a new life in Christ Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm not seeking the living among the dead. But I found the resurrected Savior and is living on the inside of me today. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do I have to? Why would anybody ask the question, do I have to? It's, man, I get to. But if you're asking the question, do I have to? Let me just give you this verse. Romans chapter 8, verse number 11. But the Spirit itself, but if the Spirit, excuse me, but if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Now listen to what it's going to do. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwelleth in you. The Scripture tells us without the Spirit of Christ ye are none of His. But if you want to be resurrected on that resurrection morning, if you want to hear him say, well done, enter in thy good and thy faithful servant. What I would recommend to you today is repentance. Water baptism in Jesus' name. And then throw your hands and your head up in the air and say, God, fill me with your spirit. Amen. That spirit that is not dead, but that spirit that is alive forevermore. God, fill me. God, fill me. God, fill me where I can be resurrected to life again hallelujah let's all stand the scripture said that he is a lively stone then it tells us that ye also are lively stones can I tell you this morning can I offer you hope in this house today that no matter what you are facing, no matter what you are going through in life, no matter what kind of agony, no matter what kind of trouble you may be dealing with right now, there is a living God in the house today. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. Brother Jerry has testified about his power this morning. How he took a nobody and made a somebody out of it. You might say, well, I've got too many problems. Oh, God loves problems. Oh, let me tell you, all you've got to do is put them in the hand of God. And God will make a way where there seemeth to be no way. I'm telling you, not about a dead God, but a living Savior. Amen. I'm telling you about one who can change you. One that can fix your trouble. You say, I'm sick in my body. I'm telling you about a Savior that's able to heal your sick body. I've got a broken heart. I'm telling you about a Savior that can heal your broken heart. Let's lift our hands and talk to the Lord just a moment. God, we love you today. We praise you today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, mighty God, we worship you today. Why don't somebody give him some praise right now? Somebody lift up his name right now. Whatever you need from God, why don't you just ask it in faith believing right now? God, I need you. 
I need a touch from heaven. I need a change in my life, God. Hallelujah. Why don't you, why don't you right now just ask God to show Himself alive in you right now? Why don't somebody reach out to Him just quietly, quietly right now? Why don't you just say it, God? If you're real, let me feel you. If you're real, let me feel something right now. If you're real, show yourself alive to me right now. Hallelujah. Ye are lively stones. Why seek ye the living among the dead? Why seek ye the living among the dead? Didn't I tell you I was going to rise again on the third day? Didn't I promise you that it was going to happen? Why do you come to the graveyard to seek a living God? I want you to ask yourself the question the next time you go to your place of worship. Why am I in a dead place seeking a live God? If it's not very lively, ask yourself the question. And then what I want to encourage you to do is, if you are a born-again Christian, the Scripture says that ye are a lively stone. So don't you act dead. Going to funerals are sad. We're not at a funeral today. When we come out here on Sunday morning, it's not a funeral, it's a Holy Ghost showdown. When we come on Sunday night, woo, Lord, you think we're wild now, you need to get here on a Sunday night. Mm. We come to have church. We come to have church. We come to worship God. We come to magnify God. Hallelujah. If anybody wants to step out from where you're standing right now, make your way to this front as they sing. Let's just give God some praise from our heart today. What's like a bird?